Yo, welcome back to Talcast, your favorite podcast in the entire known universe. Um, this is episode three, and I'm excited to be recording it. I'm sitting in my room with a little space heater next to me and a candle going right before work, and I'm recording this for you. So like and subscribe, tell your friends. Um, I wanted to tell you a quick story before I get into the written portion of this podcast episode. I was recently riding the subway, and for those of you who have never been to New York or have never lived here, the subway, as Interpol says, it's a porno at times. And the other day, that turned out to be the truth for me. I was sitting on the subway, um, just so happened that I was facing the door so I was sitting just across from the entrance to my specific subway car when someone walked on and he was naked. Yeah. Um, seen some weird people on the subway, but this one was a first for me. He was just a naked dude. He had a shirt on that was totally unbuttoned and his pants were around his ankles and I could just see everything. And it was gross. So I looked at him. And (laughs) then I looked down at my phone. And I'm always on my phone. Like any good millennial. But I was like super on my phone at that point. If you know what I mean. And he just kept walking in. I could see him out of my peripheral vision. But I was focused on my phone. Checking out Instagram. Trying really hard to just only see my phone. And I could feel him walking closer to me. And then, sure enough, out of all of the seats he could have taken on the subway car, he sits right next to me. And I still didn't look up at him because I didn't want to give him what he wants. But, um, yeah, he sat down. His naked butt cheeks just smushed into the little bucket seat (laughs) in the subway car. So gross. And I'm just sitting on my phone. Um, We get going. I'm already like plotting my escape at this point, thinking about getting up and getting on a different subway car. Wasn't exactly sure what to do. And there's this thing that people do in New York when they want you to look up at them because no one makes eye contact. Like there's so many people that I think everyone has to create their own personal space bubble so like no one really makes eye contact or looks at each other like you could have a total nervous breakdown in the middle of the city and be crying and sit down on the curb and like no one would pay attention to you um which is either like really beautiful or really sad depending on how you look at it but anyway typically you're not making eye contact with people but when buskers or homeless people really want you to pay attention to them they will really stare at you and like get up in your in your grill, especially if they're selling something. But anyways, um, Mr. Naked Dude on the subway who's sitting next to me, he is doing the thing. He's like staring at me, leaning in, getting into my bubble. I'm just trying to listen to some music and get on my merry way. But there he was. So finally, I give him what he wants, and I look up at him. He pauses for a second, and he says, Hey man, 
Do you have a dollar? That's it. That's the story. I didn't have a dollar. And at the next stop, I got on a different subway car. But I wanted to tell you that because this is a podcast and it exists for no reason. Yeah, thanks for listening to my story about Naked Dude on the Subway. So this particular podcast episode, the written portion at least, we're not going to talk about a song of mine. I just wanted to share a quick story. It's going to be a little bit more eloquent than the Naked Dude story because I actually wrote it down. But it's not um, It's not really about anything. It's just a thought, and I want you to hear it, and I think it will brighten your day a little bit. I think about this story, and it brightens my day. So I'm going to share The Sustaining Influence of Kindness I believe in God. I'm sure at some point in this whole podcast fiasco we'll get to my spiel on that. One time in a religious discussion, I listened to an atheist describe to me his rationale behind morality or being a human being with upstanding values. Up until this conversation, I always figured being an atheist led to a blatant disregard for rules or standards of any kind. After all, if when you bite the dust it's the end... Why does what you do between birth and death matter at all? Anyways, according to my friend, a humanist explanation for for morality still exists in the absence of a belief in God. The definition of a moral act is one that can be perpetuated without end, he said. For example, God or no God, killing is immoral, because if you kill everything around you, eventually there will be nothing left to kill. While the act of murder may give you some sort of sick satisfaction for a finite amount of time, eventually you will deplete your environment and limit your future opportunities. To put it simply, if everyone killed everyone, we would all be dead eventually. That, according to my friend, is immoral because we can't do it forever. So, on the opposite side of the coin, a moral act is one you can perpetuate forever. I like to think of it as something that perpetuates itself the more you do it. For example, planting seeds in a garden might fall in this category because a garden grows and rejuvenates itself during its life cycle and afterwards. As far as I know, there is no limit to the amount of seeds you can grow like there is for how many people you can kill. I know this might be a bit different for those religious people out there listening, but I actually find my friend's insight pretty impactful on my daily life, even as a religious person, because it makes me question my actions in a different way. Based on his rules for morality, I can either do things that grow and self-perpetuate goodness in my life, or I can choose a more self-destructive personal influence on the world around me. Every day, I'm choosing to fill my life with decisions that are either building blocks for eternity or decisions that are stupid and damaging, and ultimately more finite. Disclaimer, I'm not a life coach. I never will be. I don't really like life coaches, and I'm certainly not always a perfect example. Um, That kind of goes without saying. I'm kind of an idiot, too, but I wanted to share a quick sidebar about an experience that I actually, in which I actually did the right thing, Um, because I think it illustrates the example that I've been thinking about a lot lately. I work as a delivery biker for Amazon. 
I wish music or this podcast, um, sponsors, listen up. I wish this podcast paid the bills, but it doesn't. So most days, I find myself hanging on to the bottom rung of the capitalist ladder that is New York City grocery delivery. That's right, I ride an electric bike through the busy streets of East and West Midtown, towing a trailer that holds big bins full of groceries. So far, only one car has hit me, so it's a pretty good gig. Anyhow, between my delivery routes, I bring my bike back to the warehouse to get a new battery and I turn in my empty plastic grocery bins. There's a lady there whose job it is to douse the boxes with chemicals that kill all the COVID I pick up along the way. Because, in case you didn't know, New York is not the cleanest place in the world. For whatever reason, immediately upon me being hired, she decided that she hated me. You think I'm exaggerating? But this lady was nasty. Whenever I'd bring my bins back, she would scream at me for some arbitrary reason. And I mean scream. The yelling was harsh even by tough New Yorker standards, and I'm pretty sure I learned some new expletives. Honest to goodness, I could never understand why she was so mad at me. I was usually just listening to Nirvana and minding my own business, and I could never really figure out how to deliver my bins in a way that spared me from the verbal abuse I dreaded every time that I came back from a delivery. One particularly hot summer, she screamed at me for something on my way out on a route. While I biked, my blood boiled. I was so pissed. I decided when I returned, I would finally yell back at her. I would give her a piece of my mind. I planned my angry words carefully as I pedaled furiously through the heat. I finished that route very quickly, I might add. On my way back to the warehouse, I used some of my extra time I earned from a quick angsty delivery to stop into a bodega and grab an ice-cold Diet Coke. I sat outside on my trailer sipping my drink in the sun when I had an idea. Maybe it was the quick hit of cool caffeine that triggered the inspiration. Who knows? I walked back into the bodega and bought a candy bar. When I made it back to the warehouse, instead of unloading a fiery ball of white male rage on my bin-cleaning boss, I handed her the candy bar and said, Here you go. I bought this to say sorry for always messing up the bins for you. I will try and do better. To be honest, I still didn't know what I was doing wrong or even how to do better. I do know that a big smile spread across her face and she started laughing. This was pretty astonishing and quite frankly the first time I had ever seen her exude any emotion other than white hot anger during the few months I had been at the delivery warehouse. That's okay, she laughed in a Jamaican accent. You keep it. I tried several times to coax her into eating the candy bar, but she refused. So I ate it myself. That was a bonus. Now here's the moral of the story. You would not believe the stark change in her countenance from that day forward. It was like a switch had been flipped. Now, she's always happy to see me when I bring in my bins. She seems cheerful, and I don't hear her scream at me or any other employees for that matter. I'm grateful the flogging has stopped and I'm a little less tense during every day at my low-paying job in New York City. I know this is a small thing, but every time I drop off my grocery bins after a route, I think of my atheist friend and his definition of a moral act. 
I can't help but think about how a small act of kindness instead of anger seemed to perpetuate slightly more goodness into my immediate atmosphere. Sometimes I wonder what would have happened had I yelled back. I imagine that anger would have yielded something much more bitter and damaging. The sustaining influence of kindness seems to be contagious and endless, yielding unto itself more fruit. So yeah, guys, that's the podcast for today. Um, Just a little reminder to be kind instead of being mad, which is a reminder that I need. So hopefully today I don't botch that immediately, Um, even if there's another naked dude on the subway. Yeah, buy someone a candy bar. Be nice. Um, Lots of anger, lots of devastation around us, lots of politically charged, pissed off people. And let's not freaking spread that around because it's gross and heaven knows we don't need it so yeah go drink a soda listen to a good song and just be freaking nice to people how's that sound peace